welcome to episode 14 of the extended universe where or universe extended whatever you want to call it i don't care where we're going to talk about anything and everything star wars spoiler effing alert there is spoilers baby and we are going to talk about them because tonight we are going to cover episode six of andor and yes if you cannot tell i'm just a little bit excited about this episode probably a little bit more than jj oh, no, maybe I'm, see alcohol I'm... I don't know, but I'm telling you, I'm excited. With that being said, oh, yeah. JJ, welcome back. Let's have a conversation about Andor. How are you tonight, baby? I'm excited to talk episode six, man. Let's do it, man. Great, Let's do it. Great episode. Uh, all the buildup that was leading up to this part. For me, I felt it was a good payoff. Uh, just setting up the the heist um, that was happening over there and all the twists and turns that happened during the heist. Um, and that ending, man, that that was a nail biter. Like how it was happening as it was going in, um, the visual effects side of the episode, how they they show the eye as it's happening, like the lead up to it and what actually happens. Uh, great visual effects there. Um, really enjoyed the episode a lot, man. It is entertaining, and I, I can't believe we still have what six more episodes to go from there. Like, man, they're setting the bar higher. It is so great so far. Yeah, so the eye is beautiful. I will just state that. And again, spoiler alert. All right, I'm done saying that. I'm done <laughs> I'm done saying that, but I'm telling you the eye was great. And okay, it, so this goes all the way back. Let's I don't know if you do you watch Rick and Morty at all? Yes. Okay. And you know how they had a heist episode yes. where like Rick does this whole thing about the heist the whole time I was watching it. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking, where the fuck's Rick? Where the fuck's somebody that pops up and does this little comedy jig about, and that's a heist, baby. You know, like, I'm this whole time I'm just thinking about that, like, saying that, that has to happen. But it did. Um, which is good it did because it was a little bit more serious than we needed it to be, right? Um, but holy shit, man. This episode has so much action in it. It made up for every other episode that we ever had. Like, every episode that we've seen. Like, just, like, hands down, this episode had the drama in it it had you know the betrayal it was longer it was a longer episode than we yeah. normally get um and i really like that piece about it that it was a little bit longer um so you know so we start out you know where they basically have all of this drama about going into it and how about this like after all of the talk about building up to how they're going to get in i a did not see um them scaling that fucking wall <laughs> like mm -hmm. that i did not see them scaling that dam the second thing i did not like think about is they're just going to show up as this random troop and nobody's going to question it. I, I, I guess I never thought about that, but like if we talk about like how star Wars is like, cause there's so many effing stormtroopers, And even like, especially at that point, they weren't all in uniform and this and that you didn't have to worry about, you know, like Han worrying about whether the helmet fit them or not. Um, and so that's great. Like, like it's great. And, and, and I actually question them stealing for the empire. Like I thought it was insane that they were just going to steal from the empire with, with money. But now all of it kind of like comes to this whole head and makes sense. 8 million credits is what they got. And that wasn't even the full vault. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now I understand why the credits aren't traceable. Cause they're these little effing like metal chips. Yeah. Which I own, by the way, I have destiny tokens like those. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and man, that that was a lot. And I wondered like how much they actually kept in that entire vault, like in total. And and if that was the only vault that they had, if they had like any other like reserve somewhere on the, on the base that would have had like side money, right? Because in those type of installations, they do tend to keep like, let's say, petty cash essentially to give out like for like fluid liquidity, like to give out for like running operations and stuff. Um, I'm sure there was a lot more in that base that they didn't get, but man, that was a lot. Yeah. And you got to think about it. Like, again, I, I was very like highly questioning what, what are we doing? Why are we taking this money? But now it all makes sense. Cause it's not easily trackable. the way they, they portrayed it was not easily trackable. Yeah, um, no, and, and now they have the money to start things because now you can pay credits under the table. You could do whatever you want. You could bribe people, you know, like that 30,000 credits that they were going to pay Andor is Penny, that's money. chump change. Yep. They could have easily paid that whole crew 30,000 credits each. Like, mm -hmm. and that was the funny thing is everybody was, you know, that guy was so pissed off at, at, at Cassian, right? He was so pissed, so pissed Cassian did this for 30 grand. And I will tell you the disappointing part of that episode was that guy still didn't want to even come back and admit that, yeah, we could all probably have taken 30,000 credits and nobody would have given a shit. Nobody. Mm -hmm nobody would have cared. Yeah. Um. Now, to Nick's point, where Nick says, oh my God, they were so proud of themselves, and yet they just walked in and took it. That was good, too. Like, I think that truly shows, like, the actual genuine ineptitude of the Empire. Like, I think that was very, very strategically placed. I will say I'm a little confused how, I can't remember the lady's name, Um, but the lady that stayed behind to guard the family, Since and... What's her name? Cinta. Cinta. I, I'm a little confused how she's going to get out of this. Um, but at this point, if they can walk in and she can walk out, which we saw, I'm sure they can easily explain that. Um, easily. Yeah. They, I, I mean, I, I don't think they necessarily need to show it too much. I mean, it's definitely a part that they have to... They, they could revisit later on. It could be a, like a plot point for later on. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that uh, just her just walking out that easily later on. Uh, yeah. Now, I will tell you, so I purposely carved my day out to be able to watch this on my break. Like 100%. <laughs> now, the one thing I did not anticipate was it was going to be a longer episode. <laughs> so... Um, See, so went over time. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got lucky because all I did was warm up some soup and, um, like I threw a sandwich together. So I had a cold sandwich and a, and a, and a cup of soup. Um, and the soup cooked in like 10 minutes. So I literally had three minutes to spare, I think, by the time it was done. But I sat on the edge of my seat almost the whole time. Like, that's how exciting this episode was. Like, like this felt like, you know, this, this felt like the time, like when Mando had to confront, you know, like, all those people yeah. for the end of the season two finale, you know, like where yeah. all of a sudden all these death troopers, you're just sitting there waiting to see who's going to win. This yeah. felt more intense. Like I, yeah. and this is what talks about good story, writing Is, and this is where like, so I like, so no, no story short. I love the star Wars books because a lot of them are written with passion. They're written, you know, these people don't make millions of dollars off these books. Right. So they're written with passion. They're written because they love, um, the genre and, and, and they love all these characters and this show feels like that. Like yeah. this show feels like a book period. Like it's written with love. 
It's written with intent. Um, I don't know. Just hands down. To me, hands down, this is one of the best shows that Disney has ever put together. Um, though I will say She-Hulk is pretty good. Um, and I really like Miss Marvel. But in the Star Wars universe, like this, and, and this enhances Rogue One A like lot. you wouldn't believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Just giving that character more depth to see like where they come from and the the choices that they made that developed their character to what they are um, kind of helps you relate to that character character even better when you go back and look at the older movies um, and just get to enjoy it even more better. I mean, just, like I, all the times I've seen uh, with like Rebels and with uh, the, the newer series Obi-Wan, um, getting to see that depth that they add to those characters um, just, just makes those other uh, moments far more impactful um, later on uh, when you go back and rewatch them. Uh, and I really enjoyed that piece that they're doing now, just going back and adding on to these characters. Originally, I got to admit, when when they first announced the series, I wasn't really excited just because I was like, well, you know, we already know what happens to Andor, like how he, how he dies. But I find myself being really drawn to to the build up, right? Like how they, they made the character into what he is and how they expand the universe from that um, for Star Wars. It makes the story richer and the background richer. Yeah. And, and and if you the way I always kind of see it, and this is kind of the lens I've taken, um, especially like with the Thrawn books, right? Um, when I, I, I'm a big Stephen King fan, if anybody didn't know. And um, we could do a Stephen King podcast if we really wanted to. Like I like Stephen King that much and his lore and stuff. Um, but Stephen King gave this like a talk more than one time, and he essentially basically said, Fuck you people who don't like my endings, right? Fuck you. Because it's not about the ending. It's about the journey. It's about how we get there. It's about the character development. It's about, did I tell you a story that you engaged with? If you don't like my endings, I'm sorry. But it's not about the ending. It's about how we got here. And we all know Cassian dies. Spoiler alert for, I should stop saying, but spoiler alert for, you know, Rogue One. We know he's going to die. We know this for a fact. This is not like a debated thing. And... The, their ability to bring you in and like we know where his fate lies but you're drawn to Cassian mm -hmm. you're drawn to him so last episode we saw him basically say fuck you guys I got paid $30,000 what do you want me to do by the end of this episode not only did he care about the people that were dying except for the, the captain who died in the middle of the fight he didn't give a shit about that guy he cares yeah. about the, the revolutionary guy with the, the, you know, the manifesto. the manifesto, but I'm telling you like Cassian, like for a second was no longer this, this scum and villainy character, which we should get him as a scum and villainy character, by the way, um, in X-Wing that should happen. Dead serious. Like that should actually be a thing because that this episode makes him that thing. Um, but we don't get that. We're getting this character. That's all of a sudden saying, is $30,000 even worth it? And my predictions, like I had all these predictions, you know, like, right. Like I basically said, everybody was going to die. That did not, that did not happen. And <laughs> the people that did die, did not die in the way I predicted them to die. So essentially my idea was, is the majority of them were going to get killed in a firefight. And then you said, JJ, that that skein or skeeve or whatever his name was, was going to, it's going to be the two of them that live and have to like fight on in the rebellion. 
Mm-hmm. That did not happen. Nope. I was completely <laughs> off. Skeen completely off. was yeah. murdered because he wanted money, which I will say I do honestly think that that's a, that that fit that did not fit quite into the, the the plot of the story based on what we knew. But at the same token, it felt fluid enough that you didn't really question it, right? Like the fluidity of of how he kind of just was like, you know, we could each have four million each, and then Cassian's like, well, how do I know you're not going to kill me? And he's like, well, four million kind of shuts you up, right? Like, I mean, exactly. like four million does a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. Like, let's be honest, that's crazy. Like, looking back on it, would JG, if you and I were to do a heist. And you're part of rebellion and the empire and the rebellion are going to be looking for you for that money. Like, I mean, it's 4 million going to be enough to like, make sure that nobody finds you. I don't, I don't think so. I think you're fucked Probably because you're going to spend yeah. that money and you're going to do something stupid. Or you may not live in long enough to even spend it. Yeah. You're not going to. Yeah. Um, so what shocked me and I'll des- I'm dead I'm dead serious. My dogs hated it. It, it. Like they all got on that thing and they left the captain behind. And I was like, okay, whatever. I, I get the, the, I was more expecting like four or five people to die in that, that fight, but only one dies. And then, and then because they're so stupid, they're so stupid. They didn't secure the money thing. It hits the, the fucking manifesto kid and kills him. And I'm I sitting know, here going, I know what, what, but- but you gotta I, fucking be kidding me! Of all things way, to kill him. The way the episode started, I was like, okay, they're obviously setting up this kid to die. Because I think that uh I, I was actually expecting a little bit more of a meaningful death for him, like this in a way that it would it would have shaken up Cassian more. Um, but I the way that they set up the beginning of the episode, I'm like, yep, he, he's he's gonna die. <laughs> he's yeah. <got. laughs> but think about it. Think about it. The, the the you're right because like I was thinking the same thing too like he fell in love with a kid you know in terms of not not you know sexually but like he he fell in love with him this was a compadre this is somebody he started to identify with like and if you think about it like and the Cassian's roots that we saw you know two episodes ago are him on this planet like them all trying to survive and then him getting abducted essentially and then the person that abducted him is a revolutionary to begin with like that's what she was way back. Like she's mm-hmm. been a revolutionary. So he grew up a revolutionary, which is what I really want my kids to grow up as revolutionaries. You know, like that's my goal. Like make my kids revolutionaries. Um, <laughs> screw you, Nick. Um, but, 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 but think about it and you go back and you just say, Hey, Cassian, like the, the, um, like the emotional toll is he grew up this way. He's fighting it because all he cares about is survival, which is survival of the fittest, which is evolution and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, well, I actually kind of like this kid. We get into this, this mess and holy shit, we're all on this thing. The kid saves him. That's the piece that's right there. Like, and when we talk about the Stephen King, you know, that connection, but the Stephen King lore piece, right? Where Stephen King talks about the journey, the journey, we're, we're led to believe this kid's going to survive. And then all of a sudden, boom, that kid gets smashed. And you're like, oh I know, and you're hoping what? you're hoping that he lives because he's the idealist, right? Um, but I mean, things go wrong in the, in the heist, no matter how much you try to prepare for it. And oh, so the other part of it is the radio, the imperial radio that they used. I, yeah. When they were, they were tuning in the beginning, I'm like, 
are is is there like not like a frequency scanner that the empire has that can easily pick up like what they're trying to do like oh man yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah isn't there a frequency scanner yeah you would think there's so many things that could have gone wrong with that that didn't and um and again we got to think about it and this is why i think a little bit differently is because he had a kyber crystal right yeah he had a little bit of force with him like that's how i kind of see it it was like yes I get that we're trying to avoid the force piece of this whole thing, but Disney snuck that in. Like I'm telling you, like it's subliminally there that there is luck. And, and if we think about how the rebels operate, it did take quite a bit of luck for the rebels to actually win. Right. Like it, it does take that. And I'm not religious in any way, shape or form. Right. So I don't believe like in some higher power, but in this scenario, like there is something at work in this episode that helps them get free. But it's obviously not some omniate deity because the one kid that should have survived, the passionate one, the one that doesn't care about the money, the one that forgave Cassian, right? This is the martyr. This kid's like, hey, baby, I'm here for the revolution. And I'm let me tell you about it. And I'm going to write a journal of 17 pages every damn day <coughs> because that's what I do. <coughs> and that kid gets killed. And at first, the only thing Cassian cares about is that they can't get out of the star system. <laughs> They're all gonna die. That's the only thing he cares about. But when they land, there's like that genuine, like, oh my God, is he going to live? Is he not going to live? And I'm telling you, as soon as they land, I do, do, like I'm sitting here going, there's no way that kid lives. There's no way they let this kid keep moving on. Like there's just not a way like it cannot, it will not fit the story. If this kid lives, um, and the only thing they could have done better is let the kid live and then that stupid scheme guy comes in and puts him at gunpoint yeah. and threatens to say, hey, I'm going to kill him unless you give me money. But that would just feel so dirty, you know, like yeah, dirty, dirty, dirty. Out. Yeah, that would be a cop out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Going forward, like the end scene for me when the news starts spreading to Coruscant and they get to Luthien and his reaction, he starts chuckling. And now like the might of the Empire is now going to fall into this area to come in. I'm expecting to see like the ISB go out in force. Still, really hoping that they do a live action. Will help. Um, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Um, the head of the ISB uh, that that helps out. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the, the Palpatine looking motherfucker. No, Yularen. No, Yularen. Uh, oh. I want to see Yularen make an appearance because um, we are going to see Thrawn coming out uh, soon uh, for in, in Disney. And I think that he could be a potential piece in that part for that series. And I, I would like to see them establish him in live action so we could see him going further out. It would be nice if they could throw out um, properly like uh, uh, at least a high or, or like a cameo for Aiden Versio um, or Agent Callus as well, um, since they're a part of the ISB. And um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think Callus is a natural choice for this personally especially if we're gonna have a season two like I, I i feel that 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 way helps tie things in a little bit more um yeah. i think you're imagining we're not gonna get a uh you lauren or we're not gonna get wolf i i just i i agree with you i think it would be really good i just don't think i i think disney's not gonna be that aggressive i guess in its um casting decision um now seeing the thron I think is a highly probable thing personally um, because they get, they're going to, I, I wouldn't be surprised though. I will have been surprised. We have seen zero fan service 
to Star Wars from this mm-hmm. so far. There has been zero fan service at all. Other than I guess Mon Mothma has been fan service. Which, you know, I'm okay with that, right? Because the scope of the story, it doesn't make sense to do that. But now that we're getting uh, a, a much bigger force from the Empire to get involved, it would be nice to at least see some of them, even if they're not directly involved with the story, which I'm okay with. It would be nice to kind of see that, to like make that connection with like other parts of Star Wars. Yeah, even if they just kind of pass in the background or have like yeah. one thing. Yeah, that you're right. It, it would be really good. I, I really do agree with that. And I think... Like my theory is, is the question becomes is, are the rebels going to hunt Cassian down? Is Cassian going to just come back on his own? Is that guy going to come find Cassian? And which is my personal theory is he's going to find Cassian and say, look, man, you, you really look, like, look what we did. You're not, you're not going to come back. Like, I feel, I feel unfortunately like that's going to be a thing. Um, what would be the easiest thing for Disney to do is to start the next episode out with Cassian flying away and then like 10 minutes in him coming back and saying, I made a mistake, baby. Like, let's go. Um, and I, I really, still, I really just hope that the, that stupid manifesto is not the catalyst for him. I wonder if they will, um, to get Cassian out of the hot spot from the pursuit with the empire. If, uh, Mothma sends Saul Guerrero and his uh, and his band to go extract him. He's taking the ship. Right, right, right. I know, but I'm saying like in a future pursuit, right? Like Cassian gets himself into a hard place where he can't get out, and now you have uh, Saul's rebels go in, and they just like murder everybody, and like that would be like a great reintroduction to Saul Guerrero to see his extreme side. Uh, for the rebellion, because I think that's the one piece that we're missing, right? You have the true believers, you have the mercenaries, and now you have the extremists. Like, it'll be, like, a nice, like, a contrast to, like, all the different points of views. I agree. Actually, I agree with you. And I I, I really think I've been wondering how they're going to introduce Saw um, into this. And I really think that, like, Saw is a... Okay, Saw is my fa- one of my favorite characters. And, and that's because I highly identify with that type of revolutionary, unfortunately. Um, that's just like politically, that's kind of me. Um, so I, 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 I have an affinity to saw, um, and in destiny, he was really fun to play with Padme, but anyway, now I'm sidetracking, but, um, (laughs) he like the revolutionary piece of it. Like, I think you're right. I think if they do that, I think that's really good. Um, and then it kind of gives Cassie in that, well, maybe it's worth joining up, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cassian kind of getting paid. But again, I go back to like, we reflect on like the Han, you know, you know, dilemma, right? Like we had Han, Han was this whole like scoundrel boy and blah, blah, blah. And had to like, you be convinced and basically join the rebellion because of a girl, you know, like, let's just admit it. That, that's why he joined. Cassian is like the um, grown up version of Han is how I kind of see it. And Cassian yeah. Like, I think Han had those rebel roots, like, ingrained in him, even younger. Like, it was just kind of this, like, rebellious attitude, like, fuck, you know, society, fuck tradition, fuck all these, you know, like, baseline things that we have ingrained to us by the Empire. Um, But he just didn't have, you know, the the traumatic childhood that Cassian has. I think Cassian just sees things differently. Um, And and how about this? It would be hilarious if Saw is the one that brings Cassian in. Because... Yeah. That gives legitimacy 
to Saw's behavior and Saw's ideology that people have to accept. And, and, and if they do that, like now we're talking big long-term picture thing, right? But if Saw brings Cassian in because Cassian is very sought after and what Cassian did was amazing and Saw brings them in, you have to legitimize Saw's, you know, logic and troops and you have to accept it because it's a, it's better than nothing scenario. And look what, in fairness, look what he did. Um, I don't know. I think I think that there. I think you're right. I think that there brings that ep- the, the episodes even more closer to home. Um, and I really think that that brings that essence of what the rebellion truly was, versus the you know family friendly version we get in episodes yeah. you know three and four. Yeah, I do. I do want to see them explore like that that side of like the history of the rebellion because we only get snippets of it in Star Wars Rebels where Saul basically calls out Mon Mothma for being too soft, um, and Mon Mothma calls him out for being too extreme because his actions are deterring people away from the cause uh, for being too extreme. And like just seeing that dynamic, like there's obviously events that had happened already at that point that we just don't know about, and I, I definitely would like to see that play out in, in live action, and I think this is the perfect platform for them to do that. No, and I agree with you. And I think, you know, like, I think one of the big things in this, if we, and, and, and if we look at it, like in Clone Wars, we see young Saw, right? And even back then, Saw's a punk ass, you know, like, I mean, he's a little bit cocky, but he's still rebellious. He's still on that edgy piece back then. Yeah. So. All right, well. I think that was a good analysis of the episode. Yeah, and I will say, absolutely. hey, Nick, if you're still watching, uh, you don't need to make me a Torkoal Mux card for X-Wing. You should make me a Saw Gerrera card for X-Wing. That's like, we talk about who we identify with, baby. Like, that's me right there. Like, <laughs> I I don't do what Saw Gerrera does. Let's be frank. But um, that's, <laughs> that's who it is. I don't want to lower people's initiative. I just want to murder them for not being a part of my team. <laughs> I I have a strategy for the draft, and if it plays out correctly, then my trade with Catherine would have been one of the best trades I could have ever made. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Well, if it involves me as your first pick, nobody will have to complain at you next week. Again, anybody, any captain that wants to challenge JJ, if I am not JJ's first pick and they want to come on and pick me first, then there you go. <laughs> and I won't let it go because I I'm I'm petty like that. So I have to give J I have to do something. I have to give JJ some shit. Charles isn't here to give JJ shit, so I have to give JJ shit. Um Yeah, right. That trade. All right. There you go. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Uh this was our after hours. Oh, I'm sorry, our universe extended discussion on Andor. We will be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern, with more X-Wing. Uh, Nickel City League starts tomorrow, and they're doing the draft. So if you haven't tuned in, um, I guess I, I technically have my league night tomorrow night. So um, Greg told me they're not bringing people on. Uh, so I'll probably play it in the background, but I'll be honest with you. like In-person X-Wing is really fun. Um, yeah. So I, it's going to be really hard to pull me away from that. 
Um, I will definitely watch the replays. Um, but if JJ, I will tell you this, if JJ texts me and tells me to get on, I'll stop everything I'm doing, forfeit my game and hop on. <laughs> Other than that, I'm probably going to play my in-person X-Wing tomorrow. Um, Cause yeah. we're going to do Jankless or Ace of Side tomorrow, I think. So, okay. Who knows? And probably watch like in the middle of all this AMG drops the points and everything just gets derailed so <laughs> yeah i'm all for them dropping points i like it so yeah yeah exactly so all right well thank you thank you all for joining us uh, again we'll be back next week if we have nickel city games to play next week we will be airing them um if not the week after that i guarantee you there will with eight teams there's going to definitely be some fallout so if you if you are drafted to a team and would like your game streamed which we highly encourage every Nickel City draft game to be streamed. Um, we definitely will be streaming games. Monday nights are my restriction, and I would prefer to avoid Tuesdays and Thursdays because of Greg. Um, so we will be streaming Wednesdays and Fridays and uh, possibly Saturdays for games. Uh, so we just got to get things into the mix, and we'll see what we can do. Hopefully, JG yep. gets his laptop back. <laughs> And yeah, can help okay. out a little bit with it. So yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thank you all so much. Again, congratulations, Brendan, on your uh takedown and your win. And subscribe, like, and follow us. We'll be back next week. Have a good night, everyone. See ya.